to the David Glenn Show. When news came out about Ron Rivera's dismissal yesterday, Cam Newton posted on social media, among other things, this one hurt deep. And then his personal thanks to Ron Rivera included, thank you for allowing me to be me. Ron Rivera and Cam Newton, of course, both nine-year veterans of the Carolina Panthers franchise, head coach and star quarterback. Greg Olson tweeted, among other things, I was told when I went to Carolina by those who knew Ron Rivera that he was a great coach and even a better man. And similar sentiments to those of the Panthers veteran tight end came from our next guest. He does an award-winning job covering the NFL and the Carolina Panthers for the outstanding website known as TheAthletic.com and TheAthleticCarolina, a sub-site to which I also am a contributor. Joe Person, uh, you, of course, covered Ron Rivera, the coach, and we'll talk about his future elsewhere beyond this nine-year run with the Panthers. But you are among the many who have great things to say about him as a person as well. What all goes into a tweet like yours where you compliment him as a coach, but you say that bottom line, putting aside X's and O's, wins and losses, Ron Rivera is also a good and honest man. Yeah, you know what, Dave? I mean, I just feel like, listen, for like the last month at least, I feel like I've kind of been on this death watch where Ron Rivera was and he even sort of jokingly referred to that today in yep. terms of not having to answer that question anymore. You know, there comes a time like that, that, that we have pointed out his flaws ad nauseum, and you know, it's hard to do this when you're the beat writer covering the guy every day uh, for, for nine years. But, but I thought this was the appropriate time today to kind of show with people that there, there is a man behind the, the, you know, the coaching whistle. And in Ron Rivera, the Panthers had a, a true gentleman and a class act. And uh, I, 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 I don't think that that gets mentioned enough in this business. And, and frankly, I don't know that it needs to be applauded at every turn. But I thought today was the day. And, uh, and, and certainly Ron Rivera handled himself with a ton of, of class and grace, and today was no exception. One more thing on that. We're often reminded that NFL coaches are dealing with, of course, older men than a college or high school coach would, often dads and businessmen, et cetera. And unlike high school or college coaches who are at least asked in part to sort of coach the person, you know, we usually think of NFL coaches in the more Belichickian way, of treating them like adults and focusing on winning football games. It sounds like, you know, Eric Reed looked at Ron Rivera as a lot more than that, and Greg Olson did, and Cam Newton did, et cetera. And I think Ron even mentioned, maybe it was this morning, hey, I brought my wife Stephanie and my daughter Courtney around the team a lot, in part because I believed it was my job as an NFL head coach to be an example on what a husband should look like, what a father should look like. And it felt like there were a lot more examples of Ron Rivera almost sounding more like the traditional high school or college coach definition rather than the traditional NFL coach definition. I thought that was cool that, that he revealed that today. And, and I, I, frankly, I don't know who he was referring to. It, he, he said that, that he'd been criticized a little bit yeah. about having them around so much. And, and some of it may have been kind of whispers of nepotism. I mean, his daughter had a 
very low level job with the team's social media department. So I don't. I, but but Ron also had a nephew uh, that that was again a low level guy on coaching staff. But uh, be that as it may, he. I just thought that as a father and as a husband, I thought that was cool that he shared that today. I think that resonated uh, with a lot of fans. Uh, even if you're not a fan of the Carolina Panthers, to hear, I mean, we get, you know, this is a performance driven business. We all know that these guys get compensated very well for their time and for their efforts. And so, you know, no one's like asking for sympathy for Ron Rivera as, you know, he collects a check for not coaching next year. But, that, as I said earlier, I mean, there's a man behind all these folks. And some of them are, are, are more noble than others, and I put Ron Rivera at, at or near the top of that list. Joe Person is with us on Twitter. He is at Joseph Person. Obviously, a lot worth reading right now at The Athletic Carolina. Uh, Darren, you going to call him back? Okay, well, we're going to get a better signal with Joe Person joining us on, obviously, the news of the day. And late yesterday, it broke actually soon after the conclusion of our show at 3 p.m. for those who carry us live. Uh, I was on my way home or on my way out of the building, and I heard the news that Ron Rivera, who I think most of us had grown to assume was hanging by a thread and likely on his way out at the end of the regular season, given the respect for Ron Rivera, again, David Tepper described him, and he did not have to do this. David Tepper used the phrase, one of the finest men I've ever met in my life. Given that description by the owner and given those feelings and sentiments by the players and virtually everybody else about Ron Rivera, the man, many were surprised that it became you know, a mid-season dismissal. That sounds cutthroat. That sounds bloodthirsty, et cetera. Uh, we have Joe back. When you heard David Tepper talk about a handful of things, one, you know, he didn't want to run around behind Ron Rivera's back. You know, and just kind of have a masquerade where Ron was still technically the coach. I, I, and he also talked about a competitive advantage about getting a early start rather than being there on, you know, Black Monday with everybody else who fires their head coach. What did you make of that? Was David Tepper's answer believable? Does it reflect, you know, the way he's done things in business and during his time with the Panthers? Yeah, I don't know enough about his business background to, to comment on that, but. You know, it felt a little bit like, listen, you're not, he went on to say that he's he's probably going to hire an NFL assistant coach. And as such, I don't know what you gain by, you know, uh, you you can't talk to those people until their seasons are over anyway, or until that little window when you made the playoffs. So I don't think that you were going to be at some big disadvantage. Now to the piece about not wanting to, to to, to do nefarious business or, or whatever behind Rivera's back, maybe, sure. But I, I just think watching, watching this team lose to Washington in kind of much the same fashion they had lost to Atlanta a couple weeks previous in the same building in front of a pretty sad collection, a, a collection of empty seats. I just think Ron, uh, uh, David Tepper has seen enough and that, to me, is how this timing went down more than anything. For those wondering, the only guys that maybe a, a quick head start could help with would be an unemployed guy like Mike McCarthy, who led the Packers to a zillion playoff appearances and one Super Bowl title, but, of course, is not employed as we speak. That doesn't mean McCarthy's a candidate or a front runner or anything else, uh, but as Joe said, you got to wait until the end of the season, uh, at least the regular season. There are rules that allow – 
uh, for talking to assistant coaches of playoff teams, for example, during their bye week. Joe Person is joining us on the David Glenn Show. When you hear college names like a Dabo Sweeney of Clemson or a Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma, do you entirely roll your eyes, uh, or is that within the realm of possibility? You know, I, I, no, I, I will never say never on any of these things. That, you know, because I don't, I haven't, I, I've been around those Pepper enough to know. I think that he's pretty much a straight shooter. I don't think he was necessarily blowing smoke yesterday when he said of a college coach, "Look, I know that transition is pretty tough." usually doesn't work out so well getting college coaches to come to the NFL. I also know what the man's worth, and, and might he shake a whole bunch of money in front of Lincoln Riley's face or Matt Rule at Baylor? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't think that's going to be the, the direction that he goes. I, mean, I, I did talk to somebody kind of close to that Oklahoma program, and I was told, of course, they always say this, but that Lincoln Riley's not going anywhere, and, and, and I don't think he will, and, and I don't know that it's even going to be a discussion, but, you know, since you asked, I would say, I'd, I'd never say never, but I, I think it's going to be a offensive-minded, uh, probably an offensive coordinator, and, and I, you mentioned McCarthy, I wouldn't rule him out because of the track record. He is a guy, apparently, that is big into analytics, which is somebody that, that's something that, yeah. that uh, Dave Tepper values very highly. And so, you know, if, if, it, if it's not someone like McCarthy, I would, you know, take your pick. You know, Greg Roman, Eric Bieniemy, uh, the, the guy at, at Minnesota uh, who's done well with, with Dalvin Cook. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Obviously, his first very major stamp he gets to put on this football program. Kevin Stefanski is the Vikings offensive coordinator. Greg Roman, of course, working with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator. We're speaking with Joe Person. He is joining us here after meeting, being among those in the meeting with Ron Rivera a little bit earlier today. Not everybody gets a farewell exit conference, uh, but the Panthers gave that to Ron Rivera, and he was both defiant Def- uh, defending his track record and also classy and thoughtful and filled with integrity as he answered reporters' questions for about 35 minutes. Uh, David Tepper did say that whereas I think he said he spent last year completely rebooting the business side of things, heck, he's rebooted his own marital status, right? Got divorced, married his girlfriend earlier this year, I think it was. He's bringing an MLS franchise to Charlotte. He's building a state-of-the-art facility on the other side of the of the uh, South Carolina state line. He's trying to bring a, a, a new stadium to Uptown Charlotte that will house both of his teams at some point in the next decade or so. It feels like he had he had revised and upgraded virtually everything in his life except the football side of things. And now Ron Rivera is out, but he complimented GM Marty Herney, so Marty must be staying in some capacity. When you hear him say, I'm adding an assistant GM and I am adding a vice president of football operations, what all comes to mind? What responsibilities or, or other duties? Is he just looking for a larger number of intelligent voices in the room for big decisions? Um, is he bringing something you know, from the Steelers or elsewhere with him? Is Marty not good at some things that you know, he wants Marty take, to take off his plate? What, what comes to mind? Yeah, I think that last thing you said was was right on. And, and by the way, it was unclear in their release 
and I made the same mistake you did. The, the assistant GM and the vice president of football ops will be the same person. Okay. Uh, although, although David Stepper said, if we need someone else, we're going to go hire someone else. And he was very complimentary of, Ryan, of Marty Herney as a uh, college scouting man. Right. And, and he has been. But, but, and he also said he's, he's been a good GM. Uh, he, he did say that this person they're going to hire. I, I got the impression, Dave. Sorry, they're setting up for the ACC game. Oh, good. It's getting kind of left. He did say that uh, that person will have pro scouting shots, but but I think that person also is going to handle some of the, the more of the interface between the business side of the building and the football ops side, and I and I think that person will probably be very analytically driven. I mean, that's kind of the buzzword here, and and it's going to be. Dave Tepper, I think, wants a little bit better connection between the business side and the football side. I mean, those two don't really overlap too often in any building. But I think, you know, under Jerry Richardson, maybe he felt like that, it, you know, that he would, that Tepper walked into a situation where it was really kind of separate and, and, and distinct. And I think he wants a little more, you know, I don't, I don't want to say cooperation, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's interesting, and, and you were nice enough to read that, that list that I put together for the athletic. One name I should mention too that that that's on that list, Brian Dable. I mean, I I I think he might get involved in this search. This is the guy. He's now with the Bills. You know his background. He has the he can can one of the few guys in the country uh, who can have on his resume that he worked both for Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, and uh, fairly young doing pretty good things with Josh Allen, so I wanted to mention him as well. Yeah, a couple quick things, and then we'll let you go. In terms of Ron Rivera's future, he said, I absolutely plan to be a head coach in this league again and maybe even soon. When you think of the winningest and arguably the best head coach in Carolina Panthers history, 76 wins, 63 losses, four postseason bids, one trip to the Super Bowl, best winning percentage and most wins in Panthers history, um, is your perception that you know he is so universally respected as both a man and as a coach that you'd be shocked if he was not on the sidelines somewhere next year? I'd be a little surprised. Yeah, absolutely, because one of the men who might be looking for a head coach real soon is Dave Gettleman with the Giants. Yeah, uh, for, you know this this assumes a couple a couple different things that that Pat Shermer is going to get fired and that Dave Gettleman's not going to get right. fired. But that, that's an obvious connection that I'm sure a lot of other people have made. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people, would, now that Ron Rivera is on the market, might be kind of evaluating their current yeah. coach. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, whether it's in Jacksonville. I mean, I mean, Jason Garrett's kind of a dead man walking already. But, it's, you know, yeah. I, I also don't think Ron Rivera is going to just take any job offer. Yeah. But, you know, it, he, he was reluctant to get too much into uh, speaking today about fit and, and what would he would constitute a good fit. He said, I, I, you know, he said, I couldn't have described if Carolina was a good fit when I came here. He said, you know, you just kind of, you, you get a feel for it and it's kind of hard to define, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could do this sit out the year thing and go, you know, live out in Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, but I don't know. I, 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 I it's, hearing him say today that he feels like he's going, you know, ready to go back to work in about four weeks. That sounded like a guy that might know he's going to have some options. 
Last thing for you. Months after several doctors recommended against Cam Newton getting surgery on his injured foot, Cam's representatives released the news that he will have surgery on his injured foot. I've seen recovery estimates as short as three months, as long as six months. I don't, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but what do you make of that news and the timing of its release? Because, you know, as David Tepper's looking for a new head coach, man, he's got a lot of other decisions to make. Christian McCaffrey's contract, Cam Newton's status, et cetera. And, and now we have this Cam uh, surgery news. Yeah, it's, Timing's weird, and, and I don't even really mean as it pertains to the Ron Rivera news, but just it's weird because a month ago, the top renowned foot and ankle guy in the country, Robert Anderson, said that he didn't think Cam needed surgery, at, le at least at that point. Now, you know, I don't know. Cam's gotten a lot of different opinions. Uh, you know, I, I, think there, I, think, I think we know that from the start here, there was uh, disagreement over the severity of this Liz Frank uh, in terms of the Panthers medical staff and Cam's own team and his doctors. And, and so, you know, it, it, uh, it potentially complicates things for what they can or can't do in terms of trading or releasing Cam Newton. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't, I'm not suggesting that was necessarily the MO here, but it, it may be kind of the cause and effect that, you know, you can't, if, if a guy's recovering from a surgery, you can't just cut him loose, uh, you know, on March 18th at the start of the next NFL league year. So, nor can you trade him to a team that's going to want to see a healthy Cam Newton. So, maybe maybe it is, it is a minor surgery, as, as, you know, some sources have characterized it. And in fact, one of my sources characterized it as, you know, you never know. I mean, sometimes you don't know till you get in there when you're dealing with you know, ligaments and loose bodies and all that kind of, and, and this, and this injury list, Frank's weird. Sometimes yeah. it involves bones. Sometimes it doesn't, but, uh, another chapter, man, it's the, 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 the Cam Newton story to me is fascinating. And I'm sure so much going on behind the scenes that we don't know about with different parties, different interests, tug of wars, and I, I still think he's going to not be in Charlotte next year. He's going to be playing elsewhere. But, uh, but we'll see. I've, I've been wrong once or twice before. <laughs> Joe Person, theathletic.com, The Athletic Carolina on Twitter, at Joseph Person. I know it's a crazy day. Thanks for uh, reaching out through the firestorm here on the David Glenn Show. You got it, buddy. Have a good week. You too. 1-800-849-2761. Two phrases, among others, come to mind as we deal with the aftermath of Ron Rivera's dismissal and these Cam Newton, Marty Herney, Ron Rivera, you know, who's next, why now, right decision, wrong decision by David Tepper. You can jump in with your question or comment on any of this on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. Two famous phrases come to my mind, and I will elaborate on why. Darren, have you ever heard the phrase, it takes two to tango? Of course. All right. When you think forward about who's next, again, I'm raising a glass to Ron Rivera I hope it's not inappropriate. It's just how stuff works. You look about, you look forward. Who's next? Even as in my case, I celebrate Ron Rivera as the greatest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers, period, and an even better person than he is a football coach. So I want to both celebrate him, his past and his future and his family and his impact on the community. But, of course, it's part of our job to look forward as well. As we wonder who's next or make predictions or requests, I will remind you 
of why It Takes Two to Tango comes to mind. And I'm sure you've heard the straw that broke the camel's back. Anyone wondering why David Tepper got pushed to this point in early December rather than the more conventional end of the regular season? I believe I know the combination of things. I think I can see the straw that broke the camel's back, or in this case, the straw that ended Ron Rivera's tenure. More on those phrases, those stories, with more of your phone calls. Gary's in Wilson. Caesar is in Winston-Salem. You can call from Boone or Asheville or the Triad to our west. Wilmington, Greenville, the Triangle, Fayetteville, or elsewhere in our midst. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. It is the biggest news in the NFL even as we look forward to another week of action and Eli Manning getting a Monday night football farewell tour start for the New York Giants in place of the injured former Duke star Daniel Jones. More on that later. This is a big story and, of course, a huge fork in the road of the history of the Carolina Panthers. More on all of these subplots and stories with more of your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. The head devil David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. My intent is to coach again. I love coaching, uh, and not just coaching because it's about winning football games, but coaching because you have an opportunity to impact young men and people, and uh, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to coach people and impact people and win football games and hopefully win a Super Bowl. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little more from Ron Rivera's 35-minute meeting with the media this morning. Not every fired coach gets that opportunity, but the Panthers and he clearly have had the NFL's version of a more amicable divorce. He will be in demand. He will get another head coaching job. I expect him to be in this league in the 2020 season somewhere. Meanwhile, some believe David Tepper made the right call. Some say the wrong call. Some didn't like the timing. Why not wait until the end of the season? Some aren't sure where they're going from here with Cam Newton at quarterback. He is going to get surgery now on his injured foot after saying for months that that was not going to be the route that he was going to take or even that the doctors recommended. Marty Herney is staying as an evaluator of college talent, it sounds like, but there will be a new key figure, vice president of football ops slash assistant GM. So you got to hire a coach. You got to hire that new front office person to work with Marty Herney, assumedly. You got to make a decision on Cam. You got to listen to Christian McCaffrey's representatives with their request for a contract extension. Luke Keekley remains the face of the defense. Christian McCaffrey, assuming they work out a deal, will be the new face of the offense. But there are big decisions to be made everywhere else you look for the Carolina Panthers. As we come to your questions and comments on the big news that broke late yesterday and also moving forward, Caesar is in Winston-Salem. Steve is in Apex. Gary is in Wilson. Justin is in Wilmington and you can join us at 1-800-849-2761. I thought of two phrases, Darren. It takes two to tango, and I'll remind you that that will be in play as you wonder who the next coach of the Panthers will be. More on that in a second. And the other was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, I will not give you today a lesson in the origin of that phrase because so many people want in to talk about the Panthers. But it is a useful phrase when looking backward in this regard. As we come to Caesar and Steve and you, 1-800-849-2761. I mentioned earlier in today's show that the relatively new owner, David Tepper, 
has redone virtually everything else in his life, right? His kids are grown. He divorced his old wife. He married his girlfriend within the last year or so. He redid the business side of the Panthers operation last year. He's got the state-of-the-art facility on the way in South Carolina. He's got at some point, a new stadium in Uptown Charlotte on the way. He's got a Major League Soccer franchise that's going to be announced in the next month or so. He had not gotten, for the most part, tweaks, but not the redo, the way every other aspect of his life has been redone. Even his hedge fund. He refunded or, re, or redistributed the money that folks of wealth gave him to maximize their returns, he even changed Appaloosa Management, the hedge fund that made him worth $12 billion plus. So he's getting around to the football side of things, and rather than more tweaks, obviously the dismissal of Ron Rivera, the addition of an entirely new position, is a big part of him rebooting the football side the way he's already rebooted virtually everything else in his personal and business life. When it got from the point of we're not sure where we're going with this Kyle Allen guy. We're not sure how many serious injuries, not only Cam, but KK Short on defense. Remember, they were also without Don Terry Poe this past weekend. When it went from questions and some mediocrity to the Carolina Panthers hosting two of the worst teams in the NFL, the uber-competitive side of David Tepper, put up with last year because Cam Newton unexpectedly went down and the season got away and he was in his first year and he just kind of punted because of the unusual circumstances. He even, despite what he called some sleepless nights after disappointing losses, I think he was even ready to wait until the end of this regular season as this year started to swirl down the drain. But then what happened? Over the last six games, the Panthers have lost five over the last four, they're not only 0 for 4, and this is the straw that broke the camel's back, folks. When they hosted an otherwise miserable two-win Atlanta team at Bank of America Stadium, they not only lost, they got embarrassed. And half the fans didn't even show up for the opening kickoff. And then later, it's one thing to lose to the 49ers. Those five losses in six games, all right, you got crushed by the 49ers. Guess what? San Fran is crushing a lot of people. You lost to the Packers, who are headed to the playoffs. You lost to the Saints, who are headed to the playoffs. That's one thing. Ron Rivera, I think, was being evaluated by David Tepper, not on the should you win when the breaks go your way, of course. And Ron Rivera did that four years ago. Great offense and great defense and Cam as the MVP version of himself. And Ron Rivera cashed in that kind of year. When everything falls your way, you stay healthier, you win your close games, you build confidence, maybe the schedule falls your way. Things within your control and things without your control, outside of your control, sometimes it just falls right. When that happens, you're supposed to cash in with a Bill Belichick-style year. And he did. And he did in that four playoffs in five-year stretch as well. When things go wrong, you must also be able to show somebody like David Tepper that you, you can lead your team to survival even when things are going poorly. And Ron Rivera failed that test this time. Because when the miserable Atlanta Falcons came to town, it was Atlanta 29, Panthers 3.
That is not a coach who has the full attention of his team or the full grasp of his staff or is out preparing the opponent even when you're missing some key players. 29-3 at home to a two-win Atlanta team in front of a half-empty stadium only to be followed by a loss to the two-win Washington team, again, at home in front of a half-empty stadium. When you add up ugly losses, five out of six, four in a row, but especially Atlanta and Washington, I know the final score against Washington was only 29-21, but you know what that game looked like for the last three quarters? Panthers were up 14 to nothing. After that, it was 29-7 in favor of Washington. So he spends a whole game watching Atlanta embarrass his team in front of his fans in half-empty stadium, 29-3. And then he spends three quarters a couple weeks later Washington, watching a, a bad Washington team beat him 29-7 over three quarters. Those are the straws that broke the camel's back. And now David Tepper pulls the trigger, yes, a month earlier than expected, in part because he thinks there's a competitive advantage to finding the next guy with a head start and in part because he didn't want to be the guy running around behind Ron Rivera's back as if he were stabbing him secretly with a knife while Ron Rivera was still coaching the team. Now he can just be transparent about it. He's looking for the next guy. Perry Fuel's been promoted as interim coach. Ron gets to investigate his next stop. I know David Tepper took some integrity question hits yesterday. I don't see it that way. Uh, hats off to Ron Rivera for what he has done. Best wishes to him as we come to your call. Steve in Apex, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Dave, you know I've been on this thing for, for at least four or five months. I actually longer than that because I don't like recycled, you know, Marty, recycled general managers, and, I, and, and I've never been a fan of Cam. You know that. And I like Ron Rivera as a person. I do. But I didn't see a couple of games years ago and even this year when we was kind of flaunting around. We had a chance to win the Green Bay game. We had a chance to win a few of these games, just a few minor breaks, like you said. I didn't see Ron Rivera do anything as far as trying to, help, you know, increase the chances of us doing something better. It's kind of like he just kept the status quo a little bit too long. And the bless his heart, I hope he do get a good job because he is a fairly good coach, but – I just think we need to move on to some guys. That, I like the Mark, McCarthy thing. Dave, I had never thought of that, man. That was just a, when you said that, that immediately my ears were antenna went. Yeah. I think he'd be a great fit. I like him because he's kind of a no nonsense. He's coach. a quarterback's he coach. He likes analytics, which is what David Tepper wants to hear and was not really Ron Rivera's cup of tea. Uh, there are going to be other candidates for sure, and it might end up being a current assistant, as David Tepper kind of implied. But the former Packers coach, Mike McCarthy, is not only a Super Bowl winning coach, I think it was, what, eight or nine playoff appearances in a 10-year period with the Green Bay Packers. Now, he had Aaron Rodgers, and that certainly helps, but that's a nice track record, and it certainly beats, heck, even Ron Rivera's body of work and, and those of all but a handful of current NFL head coaches. So David Tepper, certainly he can meet with Mike McCarthy now. He's got to wait a while to interview any other candidates. For those wondering, by the way, football outsiders, you know, there's 32 NFL teams. I think what bothers David Tepper, again, is not, not just, all right, a lot went wrong. Cam got hurt again. K.K. Shorts, one of your best defensive players. He's been out for almost the entire season. Heck, Graham Gano was lost from special teams as the starting kicker, et cetera. You got to keep the team's head above water when all heck breaks loose around you. Through 12 games, and as the Panthers, of course, are way out of the playoff picture, 
The offense is 24th, way below average. The defense is 21st, fairly far below average. And special teams is 27th, near the bottom of the NFL. That's what happened. Everybody has injuries. Were Rod Rivera's worse than most? Yes. Cam Newton, KK Short, Graham Gano, and others. There's at least a key figure in all three phases of the game. You, you need to scratch and claw and survive when the breaks go against you. And through 12 games, Ron Rivera had not done that well this year, even though he was right at his press conference earlier today when he said, you know what, in 2014, that's the best coaching job that I've done in the NFL. That team had been given up on by everybody, and I kept those guys together, and together – we won, what was it, four straight down the stretch, made the playoffs as a 7-8-1 and one division winner, and even won a game in the playoffs. To go, you know, those were, that was the middle trip in those three straight NFC South titles and those four out of five trips to the postseason. I'm glad Ron Rivera defended himself that way. I'm glad he wore that championship ring to the press conference. He should be remembered in overly well, overwhelmingly positive ways. Ugly losses, plus a half-empty stadium, plus all these massive decisions ahead, plus David Tepper's kind of evolving new world philosophy, where he wants Ron Rivera's old-school discipline methodology, but he wants to blend it in with MIT grads and analytics, etc. I'm not sure Ron Rivera was that guy for David Tepper. So I... David Tepper, to me, is an incredibly sharp and fair-minded guy who's been successful in more things than we can count. I believe he's a great owner for the Panthers, just like I believe Tom Dundon's a great owner who has helped recharge the Carolina uh, Hurricanes franchise in the NHL. But I also believe Ron Rivera is a very good coach who is going to find a desirable landing spot here in this upcoming 2020 season. 1-800-849-2761. It takes two to tango. And your phone calls, Justin in Wilmington, Gary's in Wilson. Some want to know who's next for the Carolina Panthers. We'll also get to the ACC Big Ten Challenge in college hoops. Last night, Louisville and Duke were the big winners over Michigan and Michigan State, respectively. Carolina hosts Ohio State in a battle of two of the top ten teams in the current rankings. We'll get to those matchups. Last night's Results and your phone calls, college hoops, NFL, college football, and more, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance, and I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances, and I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. I think probably the thing that hit me the most really is, is when you see the guys have success. It could be something as simple as a player finally understanding a play. There really were so many of them. But I will remember what the team gave me, a painting that was all about the 2015 team. And I have a picture of the 16 captains with the, with the NFC Championship trophy. That might be one of my fondest memories. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More from Ron Rivera in his own words from his farewell meeting with the media earlier today. The Panthers head coach out after almost nine seasons. Four postseason trips, one Super Bowl visit, 76 wins, the most in franchise history, the best winning percentage in franchise history, the greatest head coach in Panthers history. Now it's on to the next game and eventually the next guy. 
Gary's in Wilson. Justin is in Wilmington. They want to chime in on the big NFL and Panthers news of the day. College basketball fans, your questions and comments are welcome the day after. Duke went to Michigan State and dominated the Spartans, and number one Louisville smothered number four Michigan. The ACC Big Ten Challenge is actually tied four games apiece with the final six games tonight. Many teams we know well in action. Number seven, Carolina hosting Ohio State. That's the late game on ESPN tonight. Roy Williams and the Tar Heels taking on the undefeated 7-0 Buckeyes. Notre Dame is at Maryland in the early ESPN game. Virginia is at Purdue. Wisconsin visits NC State here in our backyard. Wake Forest takes on Penn State in another of the later games. 1-800-849-2761. It takes two to tango. You know where that phrase comes from, Darren? As I come back to your calls, Justin in Wilmington has an idea for where Ron Rivera should go for his next head coaching job. Gary and Wilson has a college coach in mind to be the next leader of the Carolina Panthers. And when it comes to these coaching searches, I think of It Takes Two to Tango. Um, last wedding reception you have been to, and I will tell you where that phrase came from, there are dances, am I right, that you could do on your own. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you knew the electric slide and maybe all your best buddies were kind of shy or not in the mood or just hanging out at the bar and you wanted to go out there by yourself and do the electric slide, you could. Yeah. Right? yeah. I would say a lot of modern dance, some hip hop type stuff. You could dance by yourself or in conjunction with others, right? Ballet, another form of dance you can do on your own. I've even been told, although... I am an infamously poor dancer overall. I have been told that the samba and the Charleston also have variations, whereas you think of them as a two-person dance. There are variations where you can either do the samba or the Charleston on your own. Learn something new myself while thinking about It Takes Two to Tango. It was actually a book written in the 1950s takes two to tango and then ronald reagan of all folks the former united states president while discussing relations with russia way back in the 80s said it takes two to tango discussing you know you, you gotta have both parties interested and engaged to get any kind of deal done with that in mind as you contemplate who's next for the carolina panthers as you run up the flagpole college football coaches including Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley, formerly of ECU, or Clemson's Dabo Sweeney. I find that one an even longer long shot. Remember that it takes two to tango, meaning David Tepper must think a prominent college coach is a great idea, and the prominent college coach must think that, yeah, jumping to the NFL is something that I've wondered about for a while. In this particular case, especially Dabo Sweeney, Number one, David Tepper, as an analytics guy, as a former hedge fund manager, he is aware that the college and pro games are different with their rules, different with their hash marks, different with their officiating emphases, different with their metrics and analytics, and wildly different in their job descriptions. What was the recent estimate on our show at the pro level? Coaching and winning games can be close to 100% of your job. And at the college level, it can be like 50% of your job. That's a big difference. David Tepper is also aware that the overwhelming majority of attempts of prominent college coaches, even Nick Saban jumping to the NFL, became ugly failures, right? Steve Spurrier, there's a long and ugly list and only the occasional exception to that list. 
So in this in the spirit of it takes two to tango, I believe that David Tepper has little to no interest in college coaches, period. If you're a Matt Rule of Baylor, you have a background in the NFL, and I think that's different. Dabo Sweeney and Lincoln Riley, as two of the most prominent head coaches in all of college football as we speak, do not have backgrounds at all in the National Football League. So if it takes two to tango, and neither side is interested in the other, Dabo has told us he is overwhelmingly about young men and being a mentor. He is overwhelmingly about a guy who fought through all sorts of tricky challenges in childhood and as a young adult and wants to help others not only, of course, become better football players and chase championships. He is being genuine. If you, The more you read about Dabo, the more you know he is about the development of young men on and off the field. Lincoln Riley strikes me as heavily that way as well. If you're that much about that part of your job description – you're not jumping to the NFL when you already make six, seven, eight, nine million with more job stability at the college level, less chance of getting fired at the college level, less parity to deal with at the college level, right? And more of what you say you care about truly molding young men who are not yet married with kids and on their own professionally, in many cases as millionaires themselves. I don't think David Tepper is interested in the traditional college coach at all. And I don't think Dabo and most of the other traditional college coaches are interested in the NFL at all. It takes two to tango. And in those scenarios, neither side wants to tango. Think about Mike McCarthy, former Packers coach, unemployed as we speak. Think about Josh McDaniels or Greg Roman or other current NFL assistants. Think about the occasional college head coach who does have an NFL background. But I think you'd be best served to leaving those other names and even some of those big names from the college ranks off your radar entirely. 1-800-849-2761. More on those headlines with your calls next on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four (laughs) ties, not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Hours one and two. Two great guests, more of my crazy rants and musings, a lot of NFL, a little college hoops. Hour three is your chance to step up. Lines are open. Ron Rivera's dismissal, ACC Big Ten Challenge, more, 1-800-849-2761. We're coming back to you next. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show.